guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am one half of your hosts, Caitlin. Actually, I'm a little bit less than one half of your host now. Okay. Well, because I had yeah, I had surgery. Oh, that's Andrew. You're less of a person now. I have I have less of me. I have less of me. It's a weird way to look at it, but yeah. all right. Um, I guess I'm still a full person, just a little bit less colon. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's been a while. It has been a while. My apologies, like I said, was recovering from having a portion of my colon removed. So it was, I'm still having to like lean this week. Like we're recording on the couch. We're having to hold our microphones. So you might hear that annoying microphone noise. So sorry about that too. But last week I was like, I literally can't even sit in a chair. So I don't think we're going to be able to record this week. But here we are now. But here we are now, and we're making it work, modified. It's happening. I'm so happy to be back. It's 2022. yippee Kaye. Okay, well, calm down. So excited. What, what does he say in the uh, edited version? It's like yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon or something? No, he does not. Something like that. That's and the kind that would um, air on like a USA and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad edit. You got to put something there. Just don't say, just, just, just don't say anything. Just, just you got to put something. Out. I think Mr. Falcon's a poor I, substitute. I think Mr. Falcon is what they said. I heard a joke version that was, um, hippie by day, Ricky Martin or something like that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, so yeah, so sorry about that, but I hope you all had a safe, safe new year. Hope it was a good one. I was writhing in agony at midnight on New Year's Eve, but I'm good now. So, how was your New Year's Eve into New Year's? It was fine. I don't even remember it. That good? It was... I did nothing, I don't think. So. Oh, okay. Maybe, I've, I think I uh, rang in the New Year by... I think I fell asleep before midnight. Nice. Um, and before that, I think I was like playing Rocket League or something. <laughs> Very you know cool. What? That's a good way to bring it in. Nothing too crazy. Um, pretty standard still fun just a good happy moderate new year's yeah why don't you uh tell us what what we're here for today andrew we're here for a story it's something we do uh for the past 80 episodes this is episode 81 um and today we're going to be talking about delvin bucky meadows um so this i got all my information well i got majority of my information from season three episode two of the murder tapes which was on i think it was on id on the id channel it's one of the few id shows that isn't a complete another disaster okay that's what i thought we've okay so mans with vans mans and vans that was id wasn't it yes yeah no good no good and a a lot of reenactment shows on id but this one was actually legit yeah and well the problem is like they do reenactments but they which isn't like inherently terrible like forensic files does reenactments and stuff but like the ones id does they're like completely changing the entire context of everything in a lot of ways so it's like this isn't useful for anything not at all so i was a little hesitant about this one because i was like i don't know about it because id no murder types was it was i mean very cut and dry your standard police you know investigation i mean it was it was it was it was well done it was well documented 
Um, so it was a legit. It was a legit series. Yeah, and we've used we've actually used them before. Oh, have we? Uh, I can't I can't remember names of anything anymore. But yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think this is the one, Bianca Rayner. Oh, really? I think that was the one we used. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. We. I believe we have covered her. Yeah. Um. So, I will say. Well, we'll talk about this later. Okay. So, a little bit about Delvin. Delvin Bucky Meadows. Um, he's our subject for our story today. Um, it takes place in Blytheville, our story does, which we, we know can be kind of rough. And it's also where uh, the Bianca Rayner story took place. Shut up. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's seen its fair share of, of crime, Blytheville has. It's a town that's been in uh, decline. Yes. We've, um, and we've talked about that before, yeah, I think. They, a long time ago, they had an Air Force base there. Yes, yes. And so, that left, and so a lot of people left businesses left etc yes sorry i just heard a really loud siren else it's probably not picking up okay i heard okay sorry it's very loud okay so delvin meadows was born february 13th 1994 uh but he was he didn't go by delvin he was well known as bucky or sometimes big glow and he lived and grew up in blyville um at the time of our story Bucky worked multiple jobs um, to try to make his dreams come true, and he wanted to be a famous rap artist, uh, as well as he worked multiple jobs to help support his family, because uh, his mother had passed away nine months previously to our story. So, And Bucky's brother, David, described him as a total mama's boy. So that makes it just, you know, kind of sad, but... Uh, Bucky was ambitious. He graduated high school. He attended a college. He worked those multiple jobs. He even started like his own channel, I think on YouTube, maybe to promote his rap music and to he like made his own videos for his rap music. So really ambitious, um, really active. And I believe I read somewhere that at the time of our case, he was also in a healthy, good relationship. So really had a lot going for him. Bucky was described as someone who was funny and just, quote, kept it real. David, his brother, described him as goofy and as someone who would make people laugh in even the worst situations. And he, he said he was someone who was always just very caring and just a really nice person. So um, I will say on the show, the murder tapes where I got this information, this next part can be seen all through police officer body cam and it was difficult for me to watch. And I think I'm a well-seasoned person. Um, I will, and, you know, I see a lot of kind of harsh stuff, maybe like, you know, at the hospital and stuff. So um, I think I'm pretty well-seasoned to some things. And this made me emotional and it was kind of upsetting. So if you watch this episode, I would advise viewer discretion. But it is the one thing that makes it real better than those other shows at least as far as like none of it was reenacted yeah yeah, providing like real information i think i want to say like the most they did for like reenactments and the other one was like they they had like the back of a person's head and they played the actual audio over it so it was like not even really a reenactment in the same way it's almost like stock footage that they might have used or something yeah like they clearly got somebody in right just like film the back of their head and kind of like kind of like in movies when they'll add in extra dialogue when somebody's not looking at the camera yeah very basic reenactment yeah i I don't think there was any reenactment in this video and that's what i think made it 
more real is that this was the real fact time. that it was real yeah the fact that it was real it was real time and it made me emotional so um again i would advise viewer discretion if you should watch this episode yeah and don't watch most anything else id makes because it's garbage yes mariner tapes good mans with fans bad mans with fans bad dark waters or whatever it was called is yeah, bad bad etc but yeah yeah um so on april 17th 2017 a woman calls 911 frantically stating that there's been a shooting and she needed the police and ambulance to come quickly so when police arrived to teosha rudd's residence she was the female that called 911 and she was also a prominent prominent interviewee on this episode Uh, So when they arrive to Teosha Rudd's residence, they can see a man lying on the ground just outside of her front porch. And Teosha is frantic and yelling while police are assessing the man whom she identifies as Bucky. And it's very clear that Bucky has endured some kind of trauma, uh, which they assume is a a gunshot wound to his upper, they said his uh, lower neck, upper chest area. So that's a very vital area. Um, uh, police do what they can for Bucky as they wait for the ambulance. You can see them attempt CPR. You can see them attempt to get him on a side to clear his airway. They, they don't, I mean, obviously there's a lot of blurred stuff on there. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that's how they did it on the other ones. They, yes. they kind of just blur that. But but you can clearly, I think the worst part for me was knowing what was going on. I could hear things that I know what's going mm. on. And it was, I was like, this is way too real. Um, and it, because it was, and it was r- absolutely tragic so so you can see them do everything they can to help Bucky while they wait for the ambulance to arrive Um, unfortunately by the time paramedics arrive it is clear that Bucky is beyond saving and he's declared dead at the scene and so a crime scene is quickly established and they tape off the whole area Um, and I mean they work I mean immediately you can see how quickly they get to work which I appreciated that part of it I mean they're like Unfortunately, we're going to have to declare Bucky here. And and so the police are like, we need to tape this off right now. This is a crime scene. They immediately clear people out of the way. There wasn't a, it was a, at night. So there wasn't a lot of people there. But I mean, it it's good. It's good and bad. It's good and bad being able to see that real time first person point of view. Uh, police attempt to interview a very I mean, very rightfully upset Teosha, who tells the officers that she only knows Bucky by his nickname, um, as everybody does. I mean, she's in in the show. She says, you go by your nickname. People know you by your nickname. That's what you know by. People don't know your real name. They know your nickname. And so everybody knew it was Bucky. And that's it. Um, she states she saw Bucky walking down the street. She was in her house um, and she saw her window was open. She saw him walking down the street past her house then she said she heard about seven gunshots and saw a burgundy colored car go by quickly go by she heard bucky yelling for her to open her door so he could come into safety and so she did she flung her door open but he collapsed in her front yard before he reached the door and told teosha to call the police when teosha asked bucky who did this to him all he could say was call 911 and Teosha could see blood coming from Bucky's mouth, she said. And he, this was really awful. He kept begging her, please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. And she is obviously, Teosha is very upset by that. Um, and that was hard to hear and see as well. Of course, we, I mean, her recounting of the story. Police let David know, his next of kin, that Bucky had passed away. 
and it was really sad. He said it was their dad's birthday. Um, and this was especially difficult news for David because remember their mom had passed away nine months previously. Bucky was 23 when he died. 23. That's a baby. Not really. You're an adult, but that's so young. Uh, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're past that age yeah. at this point. So we're just like, everybody just below that is like, you're so young. You don't even know. You don't. I mean, 23 is just so young, but obviously he's not a baby. He was a, a young man and he, he was a hard worker and that that's so much life left. So officers at this point, they needed first and foremost to know Bucky's real name. So they began to canvas the area and see if they could get an ID on him. Um, they also began to search the area for bullet fragments and blood trails, tire marks, whatever they could find, but they're not really able to find anything initially. After a while, some bystanders be- begin to come by and officers are able to question them to get a real identification for Bucky, get his real name. Sorry. The next day, results from Bucky's autopsy come back and it is confirmed that Bucky did die from a gunshot wound to his upper chest, lower neck area, and that the shooting happened at close range. So with that information, his death obviously was ruled a homicide and investigators believe that Bucky knew his killer or killers. They knew they it seemed blah, blah, blah. It seemed as if he knew who they were because it happened at close range. So he probably knew them. Yeah. And just it's a pretty good assumption most time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more often than not something percent of murders or people that know each other or whatever. Yes. And I think they kind of assumed. um what was I saying? That he knew them? Close yeah, range? I was going to add a thought to that. and I've, It's gone. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> I'm not firing on all cylinders still. Where was I? Still from when? Like when you were born? <laughs> You're nice. You're awfully <laughs> kind. Gotcha. Ha- Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, so when police brought Teosha in for questioning a while later, um, after she had time to kind of collect herself... Um, and kind of, you know, come to terms with everything. She stated that uh, she had heard a rumor that Bucky had been arguing with another man, but did not know the nature of the argument or who the man was. But she wanted to try to give investigators as much information as she could um, to try to help them get anywhere in the case. So this was their first lead. So while detectives work to track down that individual <laughs> that they didn't have a name for or anything else, but they're just, you know, kind of canvassing the area, asking questions, they get word of an unrelated arrest in a robbery case. So a man had been wanted for aggravated robbery and he was arrested, brought in and questioned by detectives and it didn't, never told us his name. So while being questioned, the man asked multiple times if there was anything that detectives could do for him if he helped them out, kind of like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type thing. So when prompted further, the man stated he had information on the murder of Bucky and he knew the man who did it. And the man then stated that he was actually kind of a witness to the murder. Uh, so the prosecutors were consulted, um, prosecuted for Bucky's case were consulted to see what could be done. Uh, and one of the prosecutors came in to question the man. And something I thought was interesting was that, the man basically kept saying, well, if I tell you stuff, will you make charges for me as light as possible? He's asking the investigators uh, this. And then the prosecutor had to come in because investigators are like, we can't give you that. We have to get the prosecutor from this other case to come in. And then the prosecutor was like, well, <laughs> it's kind of 
Well, I mean, it makes sense. She was like, I can't make you any deals until you tell me the full story and nothing but the story. And then I still can't promise you anything. But either way, she's getting a story out of it. Um, so I thought it's kind of like interesting, like, well, I can't tell you, I can't make you promises. You got to tell me everything. And she could still be like, no, I'm not going to make you any deals. <laughs> but, but they do. She said, I have to, I can maybe make you a deal if you tell me everything, number one. And if anything becomes of it, if we get a rest out of it, if it's true, then we can talk. So there's a lot of ifs to that. So if, if I were somebody who committed it, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I guess you have to do that because like, if you, you have to be able to if, verify it. Yeah. If you don't know, you can't be making promises. Or right. Whatever. Right. And as I said, it makes sense, but it's like, she could still be like, no, I'm not going to make any deals with you. <laughs> yeah. I guess if like, you're like, okay, I'll make a deal. And they're like, okay, we'll give you this deal. And it's like, and I did everything. Yeah. You have to give me the deal. That's probably not. It's probably not how it goes. Actually true that they no, would have no, to no, anyway, no. but yeah. And well, yeah. Anyways. So, I mean, it makes sense, but anyway. Um, so this is the story that this witness told. The man stated that he was driving to a friend's house, kind of in the area that Bucky was eventually murdered. Um, and he turned down that road. Uh, that Bucky was walking down because Bucky had been, remember walking down the road. The man heard past Bucky. He said he heard multiple gunshots go off and then saw a young man whom he knew running down the road. He said he also saw another man with him um, who he knew to be Dante Reed, a guy named Dante Reed. He stated he came to an end of an alleyway where he saw the young man with a gun, which he said was a twenty-two revolver. The man stated the, that man stated repeatedly how he had killed that expletive and identified that man as Bucky the person who had killed as Bucky the witness then identifies the other man as Quincy Whitfield so he's saying there's two guys Dante Reed and Quincy Whitfield who he saw fleeing that scene um so back and forth on who pulled actually pulled the trigger it's kind of a back and forth there the guy didn't really know Anyway, the prosecutor is real with the witness and lets him know she has to have somebody else to verify the story. She's like, that's cool, but this is your one person who's saying the story. I, I need I need some collaboration. So he said, okay, I have this friend that saw it too, that he was with me. So he calls the friend, the prosecutor speaks with him, and this guy does verify the witness's story. So there's two witnesses now. Um, he said that Quincy was the one who pulled the trigger uh, that Quincy told him everything and how Quincy was shaken up after the events and he was like vomiting and freaking out and shaken. Uh, so the verifying witness stated that Quincy said he did it because he and Bucky had some argumentative words with each other and he felt like he had to do it. The verifying witness also stated that Quincy requested that this dude hide the murder weapon, which the guy was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, smart, smart move, man. The witnesses also stated that they had heard that Bucky had gotten into an argument with Quincy's sister, which really upset Quincy, and that could be what Quincy and Bucky's argument was about. At this point, prosecutors felt that they may have their man or men and, and also a motive for that. So investigators began looking into the backgrounds of these two men mentioned by the witnesses, Dante Reed and Quincy Whitfield. At the time of the investigation, Dante was already incarcerated on another murder charge uh, in an unrelated case. So they knew Dante was in jail and he's not going any for anywhere for a while. So they focused their attention on Quincy uh, because they believe the bad blood between Quincy and Bucky 
began because of Bucky Ar- Bucky's argument with Quincy's sister, they decided to bring her in for questioning first. And they brought her in. She denied knowing anything about it or knowing about any involvement of her brothers on his end. And just after multiple attempts to get her to speak, it was very clear that she was going to be uncooperative. So investigators moved to bring in Quincy himself. They're like, okay, never mind. Just get out of here. <laughs> Uh, so Quincy, they find Quincy, they bring him in and he said, I mean, immediately they're like, uh, this is about Bucky's murder. What's going on? He's like, oh, this is what happened immediately. He's like, this is a story. Uh, one day he and Bucky were playing dice. They got into a very minor, minor, like physical push and shove situation. Very minor. Um, then Bucky got into an argument with Quincy's sister and Quincy told him just to chill out and leave his sister alone. So then they have a verbal argument. Well, the next day rolls around. They see each other again and they decide to play dice again. I seems like a bad person to play dice with. Yeah, don't don't do it again. You, you guys can't get along. Just stay away from each other. Yeah, when usually when I play a game with somebody and it gets like that, we just don't we don't do that again. Don't play again, or don't be. I mean, are you friends? Are you frenemies? Like, just avoid each other. Uh, so. Uh, they decide to play dice again. The investigators asked, he said, well, how long was it between that game of dice and Bucky's murder? And Quincy was like, oh, I wasn't even there the day of Bucky's murder. This was a totally different day. I was in Missouri with my girlfriend the day of Bucky's murder. And then the investigators tell him they have witnesses that put him at the scene of Bucky's murder. And like, of course, Missouri is really close to Blyville. He could have been there at some point. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, he he may have been there, but he also people are saying you were here. So how were you? Anyway, um, of course, Quincy denies being there or knowing anything at all. And he's like during the interview, incredibly nonchalant during all this very calm denying everything saying he wasn't in even Arkansas that day like he did not seem phased at all at this point so the investigators decide to kind of change up their tactics a little bit because they too they've just been really calm during this as well I mean it's was the probably the calmest interview interaction I've ever heard like Quincy was not phased and these investigators were like very chill very calm I don't know I feel like most times I see Stuff like that. The investigators are always chill. This was, they were like the chillest I've ever seen. Very calm, very pleasant, very calm. It was a very normal interaction, not tense at all. It was weird. It was weird. But they were like, okay, clearly we're too calm. The, the, there was a male and female investigator and the male investigator was like, I decided I had to change up my tactics a little bit. And basically his tactic was, where the F were you? You got to man up and be an effing man. And it was still, I was like, that was light, man. That was very, that, if that was your shakeup, you were very calm <laughs> for that. So um, I think they were great investigators. But um after a while, it just sort of seems like something that the male investigator was the one primarily talking with Quincy. And it seems like he must have hit a nerve somewhere at some point during the interview, during the questioning. Because Quincy, he's still pretty calm, but he just, he puts his head in his hands. And when they say, who shot Bucky? He just simply replies, Dante. Like, that's it. Just one word, Dante. So the investigators go to Dante. It's time to question Dante. Uh, Because he's already incarcerated, Dante's easy to find and investigators go and question him. 
And they start by just being up front with Dante and saying, uh, listen, your name came up in the murder investigation for Bucky Meadows. And Quincy has accused you of being the trigger man. So Dante tells his side of the story. So Quincy and Bucky had had an argument the day of Bucky's murder. And Quincy stated that he was going to, quote, get Bucky. So Dante stated he tried to defuse the situation and calm Quincy down. And later that evening, the two were in the same area as Bucky. Dante, he said he visited a bootleg store in the neighborhood, which um, I've heard of this before. Um, They call him like the candy person or the candy lady or the candy man. They just kind of have a stock of snacks and, and candy and stuff in their house. And people in the neighborhood go to them to get goodies, basically, to pay him for it. Are you sure it's just like candy and not like... Well, he said he said candy. I mean, I'm hmm. sure there are. I mean, I'm sure there are actual bootleg like liquor, but that's not I don't, that's not what he meant. He actually said candy. So, I mean, unless that's code for something, but I think it's just candy. I mean, anything can be code for anything. It you know? can. So it can. So he said uh, Dante said he went to the bootleg store in the neighborhood. He comes out and Quincy is running towards him, stating he shot Bucky. They have to go. So they fled the scene. They got separated at some point, but they found each other again about 20 minutes later on the same street that the other witnesses were on. So Dante stated that Quincy was hysterical. He was throwing up. He was freaking out, saying he couldn't believe he had just killed Bucky. And this account was almost identical to the account that the other two witnesses gave. So they're like, yeah, especially the like. The vomiting thing. Yes, yes. And that's what they're that's, like. That's a very specific thing, yes, I it feel is. like. I agree. And I think they thought so, too. Because they're like, well, this story is, I mean, clearly seems like it was it was uh, Quincy. Yeah, assuming, obviously, you haven't had any of these people talking to each other about what they've said or yeah. whatever. Which, be which hard. Phone, phones are recorded. They're recorded from mm-hmm. prison and he's in prison. So, if he's talked to anybody, they would know. Yep. And they would know what he said. So. Yep. So, I, I think they probably verified all that. So, given the evidence, Quincy is arrested and charged with second-degree murder. Well, he was actually, I found out reading a different article, he was initially charged with first-degree murder, but then he took a deal, pled guilty to second-degree murder, um, and he received a 15-year sentence. That's it, 15 years, with another, with a 15-year suspended sentence as well. We've talked about this before, and I do not remember what it is. Okay, so I believe it is essentially um, where they get out of prison, and if they act up in any other way and go to prison, they get those 15. Okay. I believe that's how that works, essentially. Okay, I think that's right, because I know we've talked about it before, but I can't remember it. Um, So he got the 15 years plus 15 year suspended sentence. He could be eligible for parole as early as August 2023. That's five years. Less than he was, he was sentenced in 2019. That's four. And that's a year away for us, basically. Yeah, well, a year and a half. Yeah, isn't that wild that for murdering surprising. somebody from in cold, like literally in cold blood? But this is why I think it was so light. Um, and that's because Quincy was 19 when he was charged, which means he was 17 when he committed the murder. 17, he was 17. Do you know what I was doing when I was 17? I don't because I didn't even know you yet. You didn't. I was in band doing weird nerd band stuff. Like Some things don't change changed. that much. I'm yeah. still that person, 100%. 17. Anyways, um, 
they I, I read an article it said he has had a few different instances of prison where he's gotten into trouble for breaking some rules uh but he's also completed a few different programs that they have to make them better citizens you know yeah and i think doing programs and like reaching certain goals is also part of the suspended sentence thing I, and it helps you reach parole faster yeah or be have a better chance to have parole granted i suppose so maybe that's what he's up to i don't know it's all anyway it's all messed up but at the end it was they had an interview kind of recapped it with Tiosha and david remembering uh remembering Bucky and it was so sad like because he just sounded like a super chill just normal guy and listening to his brother talk about him was really sad because you know his brother they were really close he said they came from nothing and they both worked hard to provide for their family especially after their mother had died and it was it was really sad and and it's really sad for, I have to say, it's pretty sad for Quincy as well and for Dante because they were little kids. Teenagers. Yes. Little kid. Like that's, that's crazy. Yes. So anyway, all around really awful. Yeah. Um, as always. As always, this is painful. 99% of the time, it's a bad time. It's not anything good. I'll tell you that. Like, even the ones where a good thing happens or it turns out okay, it's still not great. Yeah. It's still, it's still pretty bad. Yes. Well. And that's my story. Good. Not, a, not a long one. As uh, as uh, the old leader of the BCM would say at A-State, good word. Good word. That's right. Good word. We used to always joke. We wish, like, somebody, sometimes people would say something good and we, we just wanted to be like bad word <laughs> you should have kept your mouth shut it was a bad word but he's too nice he's a good guy oh was it arliss yeah yeah he's just a nice guy oh i can't believe he still remembers me which is crazy yeah. like he's, he's still like hey i like if he sees me in jonesboro he's like hey you andrew i know your name and everything I'm like how me you know me i look kind of different and it's been a while <laughs> You, but you're so active, and you and your dad. I are was both. medium active. There. No, no, in A state stuff, uh, and he is yeah. too. Well, how about this? Um, so this is part of the show where we just talk about whatever. Yes, it's been a while, but we have a, we have started a, a series here. Oh my gosh! Where Caitlin has to go through quizzes I found for Harry Potter, and these are book specific quizzes and they're hard and they've been hard like very well we've hard. done one but it, it was, was like hard it's really specific stuff it's like just wild yes agreed so we're gonna start that we are on book two oh. the chamber of the secrets love that book it's the one with the big old snake yes it is that's called the basilisk yes um i think that's is that also the one where he's like i'm tom riddle and yes whatever. it's yeah. that one Tom Marvolo Riddle rearranged as I am Lord Voldemort. Which is very silly, but whatever. Whatever. Um, all right. So. Okay. Question one. How many questions are there? Uh, the last one was like 16, I think. Oh, I love it. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, what is the name of the couple that attends dinner at the Dursleys? They're from Grunnings. That's the company that... that 
the Uncle Vernon I, I, for? These are multiple choice. I can give you options. Oh, okay, give me options. Uh, these are all some very generic white people names if I ever heard some. I'm ready. Mr. and Mrs. Arnold, Mason, Jones, or Taylor? Mason. Let's find out how we did. Mason, you did it. Good job. Thank you. In order to get Harry in trouble, where does Dobby drop Aunt Petunia's masterpiece pudding? I actually think I remember this. I'm ready. Um, so your options are on Dudley's face, Mr. Mason's head, on the floor, and Dobby slams it against a window. Mr. Mason's head? No. Well, I can't believe you. Is it the window? It's on the floor. Oh, yes. I remember that. Okay. My word. Oh, don't hate me. What does Mrs. Weasley make Fred, George, and Ron do after returning to the burrow with Harry? I know it. Go ahead. Go, give, me my aunt. give me my options, though. Clean Errol's cage, help Arthur organize his muggle artifacts, <laughs> remove pixies from the shed, or denome the garden. Denome the garden. Get them gnomes out of here. Is that it? Yeah, that was right. Okay. Yeah, it's like the... The opposite of in Half-Life 2, where you can take a gnome through the entire game. What? Yeah. Like, just like a garden gnome, and you can take it through the entire game. It's, like, really hard to do. Oh. Um, what's the name of the book Mr. Malfoy pulls out of Ginny's Cauldron in Flourish and Blots? We've got A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration, Magical Drafts and Potions, A History of Magic, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by... Um, what's his face? Yep, that Newt's guy. Commander. Dang, it's not what I thought. None of them. The one I thought, it's none of those. That's always a good sign. Okay, tell me, tell me my options again. Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration. Okay. Magical Drafts and Potions. A History of Magic and Fantastic Beasts. I don't. I'm just going with the History of Magic. I don't remember. Oh no! It was it was the one before it was the Transfiguration yes. one. Oh, okay, the first one. No. They spelled drafts like the way Americans would spell drafts, uh-huh. which makes me that was like that's not gonna be that one. Oh, really? How do how do British people spell draft? D R A U G H T. Draught. Yes, it looks like draught, but it's drafts. Oh, and I only know that because I watch a board game YouTube channel nerd where they when they gather up to do their uh, board game club, uh-huh. which is where they actually play, uh-huh. um, they do it in a place called Drafts. Uh, and it's spelled just like that. Like and it. they're based in the UK. I was say, are they British? Yes, okay. they, they are. They have like at least a couple people on there who are not British, but they're in Britain. Uh, Britain. While repotting the mandrakes, who is in Harry's group? All right, this is like a group of, it's got Harry, Ron, and Hermione, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Justin Finch Fletchley. Harry, Ron, and Ernie McMillan. And Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Hannah Abbott. Harry, Ron, and Ernie McMillan. Okay. I don't remember. All I can think of is Neville in that, well, in that part. I would assume they would all be Gryffindors, right? No. They, no? Because they have, group? They have um, herbology with the Hufflepuffs in that okay. book. In that book. Uh, now I'm trying to remember, because I remember Hannah Abbott, was, was she a Hufflepuff or a Ravenclaw? She's a Hufflepuff. Okay. I just remember because she's like only a book character and she uh-huh. came up in the first quiz. Hey, she is in the movie. She just never like officially pointed out. She's like in the background. Yes, but she is mentioned. It's like how in like X-Men 3, they're like, yeah, that's a uh, Red Omega from the comics in the background. 
and do- doesn't look anything like him. Don't worry about it. He didn't do anything. <laughs> like, but okay. He's in the background. Anyway, you're wrong. It was with uh, uh, Justin Flint. Finch I Fletchley. knew it. That was my second guess. You're really beefing this one. I am. You're not a real fan. You haven't read this book at least seven times or wherever it says. I think I have, but it's oh been a while. Gosh. While in Filch's office, what does Harry spot on his desk? Uh, so we got Mrs. Norris. That's the cat, right? Yeah. The Marauder's Map, a line of spiders, a quick spell envelope. Quick spell envelope. Excellent. You did it. Yay. Finally. Jeez. You got one. Finally. Jeez. Yeah. You're not even a real fan. I don't even know if that's mentioned. Yeah, that's in the movie, isn't it? I mean, quick, it might be there, but they they surely don't. They, quick spell. They probably don't call it out. Quick spell is for. Do you know what that is? You read. I the, sure don't. It's. For, I don't remember. It's, I it, read this book around the time that this movie came out. Quick spell is for squibs who are magic people that don't. Who they're born into the magic family, but they don't have any magic in them so it's the opposite of a muggle basically i mean um not a muggle basically a, they're a muggle no not a muggle they're the opposite of a um like a uh the racist term mud yeah blood. that's all i can think of i know it's awful a muggle born person um so he's he's a squib and and that's his dirty secret is that he's a squib Oh, does nobody actually know that? What, not generally? officially, but he, I mean, he doesn't use magic to clean, so I think they kind of suspect it. He should just get a gun, be like, no, this oh. is magic, check it out. No, this is real magic. Explain <laughs> this. Um, I use I use a special powder, and I just pull this, and the special powder makes a thing shoot at you. There you go. Magic. Awful. Um, so anyways, that, that, that is a line of, of products and teaching of how to help squibs do some magic it's like if you wanted to be like the x-men character dazzler or jubilee actually would be a better um answer here jubilee she shoots fireworks essentially out of mm-hmm. her fingers so you're like well i want to be like that so i'm just gonna buy this roman candle there you go and that's the same thing exactly there's another background x-men character who doesn't do anything in those movies look at you all right where were harry hermione and ron coming from when they found mrs norse petrified nearly headless nick's death day party is that the one you want uh, let, me hear, let me hear the rest of it. the halloween feast do they celebrate halloween yes uh gryffindor quidditch practice and moaning myrtle's bathroom the 30 year old woman who stares at naked <laughs> underage boys um i believe it was uh nearly headless nick's death day party that is correct that's one of my favorite scenes Oh, it even mentions the Halloween feast in the uh, passage they show. Yeah. So there you go. Because they were they didn't go to it and they were sad. Well, yeah, Ron was sad because they have good food at the feast. And it's like I want the candy corn or and, whatever British people would have. And they do and not food. have pumpkin pasties. Pasties. That's what they call them. Or, sounds like pasties. It's not a pasty. That that's a pasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pasty. It's like, like a these, little... They're too young for that. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Which professor tells their class about the Chamber of Secrets legend? Professor Benz. That is an option. Professor Benz. And you get to stave off being thrown in the bin. Woo-hoo. You're, you're right. Professor Benz isn't even like brought up in the movies at all, really. I watched a video series uh, where somebody basically like, ran through like all of the differences between the books and the movies and how oh, it like, keeps getting worse and worse. Yes. And they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody consulted, like 
Rowling either had decided or didn't consult on this part because they were like, well, this isn't important, but then it becomes important like later on or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, yeah, that yeah. seems like a problem. Uh-huh. How does Harry distract Snape so that Hermione can get ingredients from his private stores? He messes with Draco's ingredients, so his potion explodes. He makes Ron use his broken wand to create a potion. He throws a firework into Goyle's cauldron, or he unleashes one of Lockhart's pixies during class. The third option. The firework into Goyle's cauldron? I think so. Hey, you got it. Yeah. Well done. And then Snape's really pissed. Understandably, it sounds like. Uh Uh-huh. What happens to Hermione and Millicent while they are partnered for the dueling club? Millicent puts Hermione in a headlock. Millicent uses more than just disarm charms on Hermione. Hermione punches Millicent in the nose. Or Hermione trips Millicent and she lands in front of her crush, Draco. Headlock. Millicent puts Hermione in a headlock? Yep. In the dueling club? Yes. For magic people? Yes. All right. That's what happens. Yep. Because Millicent big and strong and they it all goes hey it all goes wild. It all goes very very south. So. But what about the magic? <laughs> that, that's why it went south. It went very south. Oh man. And Millicent big strong. She she big strong lady. She big strong lady. Well, girl. She big strong girl. Why does Ron recognize Tom Riddle's name after Harry finds the diary? Um, he read Tom's name in a Hogwarts Quidditch history book. He heard Draco talking about Tom. Professor Quirrell had mentioned him to Snape last year. Or he polished Tom's trophy during detention. Polished Tom's trophy during detention. And that's correct. Look at you. This one seems longer. I'm not sure. But anyway. I'm warming up. I'm just getting warmed up, people. (laughs) What type of magical creature delivers Valentine's Day messages to the students? We've got house elves, dwarfs, ghosts, and goblins. Dwarfs. Dwarves. That's correct. Because they're really particularly, they're like uh, dwarfs like like you would think, like um, Snow White type dwarfs. A caricature. Um, and the one is very like grumpy and, and gravelly. And he, he, he sings a song to Harry and it's embarrassing. That does sound embarrassing. What game do Fred and George challenge Harry and Ron to while hanging out in the Gryffindor common room? We've got Wizard's Chess, Wizard Skittles, Exploding Snap, and Gobstones. Gobstones? What is Gobstones? It's know. wrong. Is it Wizard Chess then? Nope. Oh, it's it's Exploding Snap. It sure is. That was my first thought, and I was like, it's not that. It's either Chess or Gobstones. Yeah, uh, well, it sounds like... You should have gone with your first guess instead of your other first guesses. What is the name of Aragog's wife? Mosag, Ayarto, Harry, or Sela? (laughs) Harry? H-E-R-I. I I don't have... Oh. Harry? I don't know. Or what? Uh, Sela? Sela? Morog? Mosag? Mosag. Ayarto? No, most. I'm saying most. Oh, you're saying that's okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, how does Mr. Malfoy give Dobby a sock? In a book. Uh, like in a diary. I guess so. It's the only one that looks like a book. So. 
Well, this says he threw the sock in the air and Dobby caught it. Is that what happened? I guess so. I should have read these to you, maybe. Oh, maybe yeah. he like pulled it out of a book and threw it. I don't know. That's... Maybe I'm thinking of the movie version, I think. I don't know. Could be. Anyway. All right. Final question. Okay. What secret was Percy keeping from everyone all year? That he had a girlfriend? Yep. That it? Yep. He has a girlfriend. Because she gets petrified. Oh, that's with, too bad. With Hermione. Well, she's probably fine then. Um, Penelope Clearwater. 11 out of 16. Not great, but these are hard. It's uh, it's less than you did before, I'm it pretty is. sure. Sorry pretty about sure that. I'm pretty sure you only got one wrong last time, maybe. One yeah, or two. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to practice for next time. Yeah, just listen to the audiobook of Prisoner of Azkaban or whatever. I mean, genuinely, I, that actually, I mean, I love I love listening to audiobooks. Love it. So you may as well do that. Yeah. Let's see here. So yeah, that's a, it's a 68, Ooh. 69% actually. <laughs> it up. I did that on purpose. So a D. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Okay. All right. We've. Let's do lightning. What you looking at? Yeah, we're gonna do first of all. How many Star Wars is uh, that one? One. Out. It's just the one. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. That mm-hmm. show. It's paced really weird. Um, okay. Anyway, I just want to give a shout out. I'm gonna spoil it. Okay. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Okay. This thing I'm gonna say. It's okay. from Episode Two. Okay, I'm ready. And it's all it is is just. It's a reference to the comic books that only a nerd would notice. And you did. Black Kersantan is in it. Oh my god! He's a Wookiee who's got black black fur, and he's a bounty hunter, oh. and he's in it. He just shows up, and I was like, "Oh, oh that my guy. god, it's that guy!" It's I didn't even guy. call him by name, but I was like, "Neat." It must be him. Okay, so first of all, I finished Adventure Time: Pirates of the Enchiridion. <laughs> Caitlin, how you doing on that game? I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't believe you're stuck. So when I was playing I'm this game, I'm literally stuck. I beat this game in two days. I got the platinum trophy on this game in two days, which means I did everything. It's not a it's not a long game. I'm stuck. Uh, I would describe it as baby's first RPG, <laughs> and Caitlin is stuck. You're a jerk. I I wrote down baby's first RPG, thinking we were going to record this eons ago. Before I knew Caitlin was stuck, I was like, "Baby's first RPG." Going to type that in so I can remember to say that. That's a clever thing. And then Caitlin's like. I can't beat anything. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm a, this is what happened. Let me explain because Andrew's a real doucher. We, I got too far ahead of myself because I'm supposed to be going to this one place. I can't freaking find it on the map. The map sucks on that game and I can't find it. So I went to the wrong place, which is not the place I'm supposed to go. Where'd you go to? And it's a, a more advanced place. It's the it's the dark forest or whatever it is. That's like the second place you go to. No, that's like the third or fourth place you go to. Well, you like you go to Ice King, you go to Bubblegum's place. I'm not. I have. I can't go to Bubblegum. Wait. Yes, I have. I've been to Bubblegum's place. And then you go to the forest. No, that's like the order. Yes. No. Because that's where you go find Peppermint Butler, and he's acting like he's been there for eons. And Jake is like, it's been four hours. Then I haven't been to Bubblegum's place then, because. Go back there then, because maybe you did. Maybe I'm like you a level something. two, and it's put me up against like level ten people, and I can't fight that. Well, don't fight them. Go away. I, I can't. There's nowhere else to go. Go back to the Candy Kingdom. I just told you. Oh, okay. Go back to the Candy Kingdom. Fight more people there. 
level up and there's probably you're supposed to did you ever talk to the colonel guy maybe it's been a, it's been a while since well, i played it anyway you need to talk to that guy and anyway but okay. yeah it doesn't matter to you people it doesn't this matter. is uh this is embarrassing for you um game i'll mention before i do my real lightning round in a second uh-huh. because i think people who listen to the podcast might be interested in it okay called overboard oh yeah you told me about that one this is a game it's on switch and mobile and pc uh-huh. it's you can get it for like i think it's like five or six dollars mobile yeah yeah so it's, and it's cheap. like i think i paid like 15 on switch um Boo. basically starts off there's a murder <gasps> a murder and you did it there's been a murder you pushed your husband overboard at sea and now you have to get away with it and so it's a lot of like talking to people and trying to plant seeds of like oh maybe this other person did it or something like that Uh things like that um and they don't tell you like why you did it you have to kind of figure that out like the why and all that um there's uh and you can also murder other people as you oh, go. Oh, very nice. Uh, one time I was like, I'm going to go full chaos and just start killing people. So like the game starts with like a steward on the ship coming by and be like, hey, how are you doing? And it's like, I'm fine. Anyway, then bam, knock him over the head with something and shove him under the bed. Don't <laughs> even worry about it. And then it's like, go up top to the main deck. And it's like, yeah, I think so. Your your window, your room is over here. And it's like, I, I think so. I was like. Well, why don't you look over the railing a little bit and, and just like, whoop, jeet her off there. Yoink. So kill her. And then this other old lady was like, hey, I saw that. It's like, oh, whoop, throw her over as well. <laughs> and so then it's like, uh, so anyway, the, the the guy driving the ship saw you kill those two people. We found the other guy in your room. So you're going to jail. Dang. So, that, but, remind, yeah. that reminds me of, uh, I'm replaying Skyrim right now. Um, well, I'm continuing Skyrim right now. Uh, and which I haven't really picked up in ages. Well, <laughs> I'm on the Dark Brotherhood quest, and uh, I you know you have to kill a bunch of people. Yeah, you take contracts and you kill them. Well, I killed somebody, and apparently I thought I was sneaking. I thought I was hidden, but apparently somebody saw me, and they're like, it was one guard. It was in it was outside of Riften. And it was one guard saw me. And then I have Lydia with me. And she was like, I don't think so. And she was like, it said a thousand bounty added to Riften. And then Lydia just killed him. Just straight up killed him. And it was like, thousand bounty has been removed. Last witness was eliminated. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. Nope, nobody told you to do that, but thanks. Thanks, Lydia. Uh, yeah, that the game, it's pretty short. But you repeat it over and over again, basically. Like, so you get it right? Yeah. And uh, so uh, it'll it'll come back up, and it's like, oh, and maybe you want to do this so you can try and frame this person for it or whatever. It gives you like some suggestions. It's definitely nice. Yeah, so that's a pretty cool game. That's Overboard. Overboard. So look look that up on your phone. PC or Switch whatever. Mobile. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's on like PlayStation for some reason. Um, I watched that Hawkeye series. What'd you think? That is all right. Well, Mostly, I just like the I part where... I watched it. I don't really care to watch it, to be honest. It's pretty good. I like the part where... So, Hawkeye has uh, bad hearing, so he wears a hearing aid. Oh, I didn't know And that. it gets knocked out at some point. It cracked me up because it reminded me of my dad, who has bad hearing, <laughs> because the other character, Kate Bishop, who's going to be the new Hawkeye, she would okay. say something like, hey, we should do this. Huh? And then, like, 30 seconds later, he'd go, hey, we should do this, having not realized that she said that. 
my dad does that a lot when he's not wearing his hearing aid mm-hmm. <laughs> where he's just like he pretends to have heard something and then he's like something something it's like dad i just said that dad, we we just said that dad, my dad just goes huh and like oh my god see my dad mostly just pretends to hear you but oh he yeah he'll do he'll do like a smile or whatever you're like you didn't hear it's me like, did you? <laughs> yeah you, you pick up on it after a while you're like no no what i'm saying <laughs> speak Clear. louder i know you didn't pick up on this there was something oh there's a avengers musical number in there I, I think i heard about that i texted you about it i said this show is automatically uh, five stars i might were you was i in the hospital when you texted me that maybe yeah it all that it would have been close to then at least it all all of that is one giant blur let me tell you yeah so that that show is all right it's only okay. six episodes oh. and it's a christmas show and maybe i should watch i don't it. know and Hawkeye is like, ah, I just want to get home to Christmas so I can be with my wife, Hot Velma from the Scooby-Doo movies. Yes, that is her. <laughs> that is her indeed. L- Linda Cardellini or however you say her name. That's the one. Linda Tortellini. Lord, Linda Tortellini. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, why don't you go and then I'm going to have a lightning round in well, a you, second. Well, you want to go? Or did you go for it? Yeah, just go for it. So I hooked up my Xbox One uh-huh. and got Game Pass. Okay. So did you get it for Christmas? No, I've had this Xbox for a while. I just oh. don't use it. Oh, okay. I got Game Pass because I was like, I want to play Halo Infinite, and it comes with Game uh, Pass. Okay. So I paid a dollar wow. for my first month. I've had it long enough. I've paid, technically, 16 whole dollars. Wow. And I played through the campaign of Halo Infinite, and it's awesome. Uh-huh. I have no idea what the story is because um, I didn't play four or five. And also, it sounds like even people who played those games are like, I have no idea what's going on. Okay. It, it feels like they skipped a game in between somehow. Gotcha. But anyway um so with game pass i've been playing a bunch of stuff uh-huh. trying out like little indie games like i like to do yeah without having to pay like 20 bucks for one yes for instance unpacking that's a 20 dollar game on switch i just played it. it what do you do you unpack for a house and you put stuff where it's supposed to go i would like that a lot you should check it out um, is it only on xbox though no you can get it on switch it's just oh, 20 dollars okay. on switch i don't want it on switch is Compared- it on playstation at all i think so Sometimes again, they sometimes they have the specials on PlayStation stuff where it's severely discounted. They do, but again, twenty bucks versus I paid sixteen and I've played that plus all this other stuff I'm about to run off. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I play anyway. It's like you just unpack and you kind of see like you interpret your own story from it because you don't actually see the character. You know you're a lady because you unpack panties and bras as part of it. So whoa, yeah, whoa. Um, anyway, I give that game a C plus. I like it. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, Cyber Shadow. It's a side-scrolling ninja action game, eh. kind of old school style. Mm-hmm. I was interested in buying it on Switch for like fifteen dollars multiple times. Uh-huh. Came close. Didn't do it. Glad didn't. It's fine. I didn't care for it that much. Uh-huh. Um, I give it a C. Okay. The Artful Escape. Uh, is a game where you um, you are the nephew of fake Bob Dylan, but you want to be fake David Bowie, and you play music. And it's like how random. Yes, it's a uh, it's pretty neat looking. Um, I give it a C plus. It's you can play it in like a day. Indie games are so hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like the visuals and the music is really good. Yes, but yeah. the game is barely a game. Yes, yeah. Um, I play the gunk. You suck up gunk. With like, a, with like a vacuum. Suck it. Exactly. <laughs> um, sucking up the gunk is fun. Everything else is kind of blah. Give it a C. Okay. Outer Worlds, made by the makers of Fallout New Vegas, Obsidian Entertainment. It's very clearly like a bootleg Fallout, it okay. feels like. Okay. But now they're owned by Microsoft. 
along with Bethesda, so they could probably just make a Fallout again. Anyway, that game's pretty good. B plus. Oh. Next space, uh, next space rebels. Uh, it is you are a YouTuber who makes rocket videos, and you have to get likes and complete challenges. It's very silly. Um, there's like a lot of live action people, like fake uh-huh. YouTubers, who are like talking about making rockets. They make a rocket out of a bicycle. Um, it's very silly. It's all very fake, but don't worry. Um, that game's all right. C plus. Okay. I just like the vibe of it. Okay. And Sable, which is a Breath of the Wild game, <gasps> except like at least like it's very clearly inspired by it. I think I've seen many TikToks for this. I threw. I sh- I showed a video where it said like throw whatever, and like the throw was like it went like half an inch. Oh uh, yeah, that's what it was. So it's very clearly inspired by Breath of the Wild. Uh huh. Um, like the climbing up stuff is very much the same gotcha um you have like a flying motorcycle instead of a horse (laughs) um but you have a glide as well like for when you're dropping there's like no combat i don't think there will be i think it's just an exploration game that's kind of cool um and it looks like it's uh it has like this look that's like watercolors beautiful it's really cool looking beautiful i give it a b minus okay okay so anyway that was what would you give breath of the wild uh s for what an S. Satisfactory? An S as in the highest rank you can have in uh, Japanese school for some reason. Okay. And you, you'll you'll see in like video games a lot of times, it'll be like S rank. Oh. That's where that comes from. Gotcha. S is the highest. It's like if good. you ever see... Um, you mean it's good? I mean it's the best. It's if great. you ever see um, like people make tier lists, especially on YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. there'll always be like the top one will be like S tier or whatever. Oh, okay. So S is the highest... Halo Infinite got an A, so you know, okay, quite okay. good. Okay, but yeah, We're, I have a I have a good level now. Yeah, you like Breath- cramping up there? Uh, yeah, I was sitting on my foot, oh. so now it's asleep and it feels bad. It's bad time. All right, what else? I, I think that's everything. Uh, if there there's something I didn't think of it, so okay, that was good. Good, that was a lightning round. That was really fast. Thank you. It felt like I went very slow <laughs> in some cases. Um. Um, I think I've already talked about um, I'm playing through I picked back up on Skyrim where I left off and I'm playing through it. Yeah. Um, I watched the new Matrix movie. Oh, I watched that movie. What a weird thing. What did you think? Um, I loved the first half of it. Uh Uh-huh. And the second half is not as good. Here's what I thought. I don't want to say too much because it is it's something (sighs) like Like it's a movie that they've like not advertised what the premise even is hardly. Yeah, it's I kind of was lost on the premise a little bit. Like it kind of was all over the place for me. Like I don't want to say too much about it, but like the first half of it, when you're just like, "What's going on?" Yeah, Warner Brothers. They're referencing Warner Brothers directly in it. Fourth wall and like yeah, yeah. I guess there's a part where they're like, "Well, we're gonna do Matrix Four with or without you," which is like that's what they were gonna do in real life was make the Matrix Four without the Wachowskis. Really? <laughs> Whether it was going to happen or not. Yeah. Well, I don't think both Wachowskis were a part Just of it. Just one of them. And I noticed that there was a lot of the actors they used were LGBTQ uh, plus people. Um, there's Jonathan Groff, who plays uh, the head honcho guy the of, Warren, of the video game company. Okay, the guy who, well, I don't want to say anything about his, how his character yeah, goes. Yeah, don't, don't. And then, um, what's his name? Uh, 
um, from How I Met Your Mother, um, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh yeah, he's in it. He's in Let's it. Let's not talk about him too much. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in it. He's the therapist. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that's like really interesting, but I don't think I would call it a good movie. Yeah, that's what. Yes, that's a very good description. It was kind of nice revisiting everybody. Um, like the action scenes aren't even very good, no. which is like that's except what, the air. The, uh, spoiler alert! I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't know. The, well, are you talking about the part where they're going through the town or going through the city or? Yeah, the helicopter, and then j- okay, jump the jump on a helicopter or or they're they're flying around or something. Anyways, it was a Reddit thing. Somebody posted it was like, "This is happening outside of my building," and it was literally the they're literally flying like suspended out of a helicopter. So, um, anyway, yeah, interesting, kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't call it good. Yes, interesting. But, but it's worth seeing, I think. Yeah, just to revisit it. Um, also watched uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye or something like that. Tammy, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It has one of my favorite actresses in it, Jessica Chastain. Um, and I had wanted to see it because I love her. She's such a versatile, good actress. Um, yeah, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, yeah. Um, and it was okay. Andrew Garfield's in it as well. Love Andrew Garfield. They did some great performances. Is it a great movie? Not really. It's not great, but there's some great performances in it. Um, what is it? Tammy Faye, uh, Baker, Tammy Faye Baker. Um, you probably, I don't know, Jim, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker were televangelists in the seventies, eighties, nineties, um, made millions of dollars ripped off people one of, some of those kind of folks um, oh cool but it told a story tammy faye i don't know if she was inherently bad uh she's passed away in 2007 i think i don't know if tammy faye was inherently bad but she was definitely naive misguided um and maybe a little vain and conceited uh but she tried to as a person i think try to spread it's obviously touches on religion and stuff because it's about televangelists. Um, she tried to spread God's love or Jesus love, how she thought it was appropriate, which was, she did a lot of LGBTQ plus inclusivity stuff way back in the day. Like before it was even a thing. Like she interviewed an AIDS uh, victim when that was very taboo and was like, you know, how did this affect you? How, how do you feel about everything? Like, you know, how how did your parents feel and the guy was saying and it's a based on real story stuff guy was saying you know my parents rejected me and she's like i'm so sorry you know god loves you and and, you know it kind of things like that where it's like she was misguided she was vain yeah her husband stole people's money and she profited off of that as well but i don't know she still she still showed a side of things that maybe people could take a page out of her book in some aspects you know what i mean yeah. Anyway, um, learning German. I don't know if we talked about that. Why? Um, John and I have talked about, uh, multi- we've talked about it a lot, uh, moving internationally because I hate where I live um, to some degree. Um, and Germany, uh, we've done a lot of research on a bunch of different places and each place has had its downfalls. New Zealand would be really cool. It's a really far away. Plane tickets are really expensive to New Zealand. Um, uh, we've talked about the UK economy is not as great there as it is in some places 
And then I landed on this lady who moved from the U.S. to Germany. And I never thought about Germany, but it has a really stable economy. Um, healthcare is really good. Education's incredible. There's a lot of benefits of, of Germany. And so I've been on, on Duolingo uh, and I have been learning German. Yeah. Hello. Oh, is that all you do is do an accent and that's German? No. Well, actually, <laughs> yes. And so sometimes hello is hello. Uh, there's some, there's literally 50% of the vocabulary of English and German comes from the same branch. So some of it. Yeah, they're all romance languages. No, we're not a romance language. <laughs> French and French and Italian are like romance languages. They, they all have like Latin roots. Yeah, yeah, but and but a lot of French and German. I mean, I'm sorry, a lot of English and German overlap. There's a lot of words that sound very similar, which I guess is um, makes sense because there would be people overlapping Germanic languages. <laughs> yeah, um, and so if you think about it, like English, people describe English as a very guttural language. It is a very harsh language. As is, you know, German's the same way. There are some sounds they use in German that we don't use in English. And that's been kind of difficult. Like um, milk is milch, milch, milch. Um, so it's, it looks like it would be milk with a C-H. <laughs> M-I-L-C-H. But it's like milch. Um, and then they do a weird R in the back of their throat. Um, like euro is is very difficult to say. Um, so it doesn't sound like you're, I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to uh, do it. Don't do it then. Okay. Um, but it's been very fun to learn because there is a lot of overlap and it just sounds like I'm saying a sentence in a weird way sometime. Like a professor is professorin. Um, so it's like, okay, I know what that is. Yeah. It's like Spanish or like professora or something yeah like almost the same thing but there's more overlap than most other languages um so like co costs is costed hmm. so it's like dollar is dollar but then they also have like different letters sometimes yes there is the umlauts, umlauts. there's a couple umlauts but those haven't been difficult to to it's a very it's a lang it's a language where the words look how they're pronounced for the most part does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I think that's most languages. I think English might be... English may be an outlier there. Like, Spanish is like that, where basically everything is... Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. the rules are, at least generally, pretty hard and fast, whereas English, who knows? And some of it is because... I think French might be one where it's like, who knows how you're supposed to say that? Because... Uh, well, a German's lot of, a lot like that, too. A lot of English words that are, like, spelled weird and make no sense it's because we stole it from french or something yeah <laughs> like, that's true like oh, okay but the the thing is um just like spanish and french german has um male female uh, yeah. words and the it's either d or der that goes before it d-i-e or d-e-r and one of those is feminine yeah, one of those is d-i-e is the yes i know that from the simpsons because um well d sideshow bob had a, had tattoo on him that said die bart die and he was like no it's german for the bart the yeah yeah uh but that's both of them are the d and der are both the. yeah it's like um but one is one is feminine one's masculine and you don't know it doesn't you just 
Germans are like, you just know which which one goes with which. And it's like, I yeah, don't yeah. just know which one goes that's, with which. That's how Spanish is. And yeah. French is probably the same way. And it's just, I've seen this house before. I think how it is in French, it, the description goes before. Or it's like, instead of how much does that cost, it's like, how much costs that? Okay. Well, also, I was going to say, is it like um, Spanish where like the noun comes first? I think so. Like if you were to say, for instance, the red wolves... You would say the wolf red. Yeah, you'd yes. say lobos rojos. Yes, yes. Also, do you have to do? Um, I forget the term for it, but basically, like changing what a word is based on um, tenses, uh, the plurality. Yes. So, like, yes, saying lobos rojos. Uh-huh. Whereas, if you were just talking about one, it would be lobo rojo. Yes. <laughs> there would be no s on the on the red part either. Yes, but I haven't. It doesn't touch on that grammar. Honestly, isn't a, until a very later lesson. So it's been kind of difficult for me to go with it. Sometimes it's weird. It's still fun to learn. Do they have a separate the for when it's um, plural I as well? Think because so. like das. Okay, so that's probably right. Because like I was gonna say, because um, Spanish it has like l and la uh-huh. and then it has los, los. and las yes I'm like cool yes it's a it's very much i think it's it's giving me spanish vibes yes um a lot of that so it's interesting i really like it because it's kind of like <laughs> i don't know it's it's fun to learn um learning is fun and it says makes, the nerd <laughs> shut up um ramen we've we've been on a ramen kick lately we've been sending snapchats back and forth of our ramen yeah um, I think your ramens have been significantly better than mine. Well, yeah, <laughs> the ones the I sto- did weren't well, like cup noodles. Well, the stores are like out of all the ramen. Like all, I mean, they're just picked bare of ramen. So it's been a little difficult, but I have to eat right now for three weeks. I eat a bland, low, f- low fiber diet. Um, so that's fun. So basically I eat like crap for three weeks because <laughs> Everything that's crap is low fiber. Yeah, that's my excuse too. Yeah, yeah, low residue for you. Um, and then the last thing, which I'm so happy to talk about, Encanto. Oh, that that movie. Have you watched it? No, is it on Plus? Yes. I still haven't watched it. It is so good we watched it the day after i got back from the hospital and i was sitting like my emotions were a little high anyways because yeah but we were sitting here watching it and i was not expecting to cry and i cried multiple times it's very much about like trying to be there for your family trying to meet the expectations of your family falling short but trying to be the strong one and 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 be the perfect one and be the one that does everything. And I was like, well, this hits a little close to home. Um, it was so good. Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, has influence with the music there. The cast was great. Um, it was it was so good. It was such a good movie. Encanto. It's on Disney Plus. If you haven't if you haven't watched it, it's amazing. And it was. I cried. I cried multiple times. What's the deal? Like the house gives them magic or something. The house doesn't give them magic, but the house is magic. Um, But I don't want to give too much away um, about where the magic come from, where the magic comes from, and all that. You just have to watch it. Okay. So good. A plus. I I I might watch it. I give it an S. I give it an S. An S. Very much so. All right. If you say so. I would give the Matrix a C. C plus maybe. C plus just for the weirdness alone. Yeah. Okay. At least. 
Story, yeah, it's C plus. Encanto, S. A thousand S's. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that that's probably about does it for us this week. Yeah. This episode. Yes. We're not weekly, so I don't know why I'd say week. This week, and then we'll be back in another week, two weeks. Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Game Pass seems cool. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention. Oh, what? Mass Effect Legendary Edition is on Game Pass now. Oh. I've always wanted to play those Mass Effect games, but I never got around to it. Yeah. I saw the Legendary Edition on sale on PlayStation for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I saw rumors that it was coming to Game Pass. And I was like, not going to buy it. 30 bucks is more uh-huh. than 15 It is. And so I think I'm going to wait because I have time to wait while this rumor pans out. And it sure did pan out. Oh, it's happened? So it's happened. It's on there. I downloaded it. Nice. So I'll probably be pa- be playing that. Nice. Pretty excited. Very so, cool. You know. But that's- I'm going to continue with Skyrim. So <laughs> there you go. You should continue with Adventure Time. <laughs> See if you can solve that one. You're, you're a butthead. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for stopping by. This has been Paint the Town Dead. We, You can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram at Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can catch us at Twitter at PTTDPod. And feel free to email us at PTTDPod at gmail.com. Um, please feel free to subscribe on anything you can rate five stars, anything you can like anything you can share anything you can, any interaction you have with us helps us and we appreciate it a lot. Um, yeah, we, uh, release episodes every other Tuesday. Uh, this Tuesday is the Tuesday it's coming out and then you skip a Tuesday and then the next Tuesday after that we, we come out with another one unless it's me. I'm always the problem. We always. took we took an accidental holiday break. We really did. Um, it might have been more of a break for some of us than others. But uh, anyways, I hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope you guys had a great start to your new year. We can't wait to bring you more episodes this year and uh, see what everything has in store. So uh, guys, thanks for supporting us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you later. Bye. Goodbye.